This is On The Radar, episode of 122. The other day was the second month of February, which is two. It was the 22nd in the year 2022. We're one day off on February 23rd. But as always, we'll talk about local and national sports and pop culture. It, let's just get to the news. Rest in peace to Australian TV executive Neil Balnavis. He was 77 years old. He's known for many different things in Australia, along with being a philanthropist. Rest in peace to him. Rest in peace to Bob Beckel, the political analyst and pundit and former political operative. He used to work for Fox News. He used to co-host The Five. And uh, he then worked for CNN. Rest in peace to Bob Beckel. He passed away at the age of 73. Then we lost Gary Booker. English songwriter, pianist, and founder, and lead singer Procol Harum. I think they're one of the most underrated rock bands because they have so many good songs like Conquistador and Whiter Shades of Pale that you just go, I can't believe nobody, you know, ever, you know, talked about how good this band was. But this man passed away at age of 76. Rest in peace to him. Rest in peace to Jane Merck Zuski. She passed away at age of 31. She was known as Nightbride. She was an American songwriter who was on America's Got Talent in 2021. She passed away due to cancer. Rest in peace to her. Then we lost Jamal Edwards, a British music entrepreneur DJ and found the urban online music platform SBTV. He passed away at the age of 31. Rest in peace to Dale Critchlow. Best known for his role as Farmer Lyle in the 2004 film Napoleon Dynamite. He passed away at the age of 92. Rest in peace to football legend Charlie Taylor. He was a wide receiver for the Washington Racial Slurs, quote-unquote Redskins. He was drafted in the first round. He made the playoffs five times, reached Super Bowl once, and was a six-time All-Pro and eight-time Pro Bowler, and he was inducted into the Hall of Fame. So it's all said and done. He's got the All-Pro, the All, the All-Second Team All-Pros, the eight All-Pro, the Pro Bowls, Rookie of the Year, Receptions Leader, Decades Team, one of the greatest in their history. He's in their Hall of Fame. He finished with 9,000 uh, receiving yards, 79 touchdowns, 1,400 rushing yards, and 11 rushing touchdowns, and is in the Hall of Fame. and was drafted by both the NFL and the AFL, so it's pretty cool to be drafted by both teams. He passed away at the age of 80. Rest in peace to actress Lindsay Perlman, who was known for General Hospital and Chicago Justice. She passed away at the age of 43. Rest in peace to Clarence Pooh Bayer-Williams, the former Buffalo Bills player who played at Florida State. Passed away at age of 47 in a traffic collision. Rest in peace to him. Rest in peace to Brenda Deese, a local Texas woman cast to play Lynn in Red Rocket. Died Monday after suddenly a stroke. She passed away at age of 660. Rest in peace to Frank Pesky. A character, a character actor who appeared in, in the uh, first two Beverly Hills Cops movies, Top Gun and Midnight Run of Miami Vice. He died on February 6th due to dementia complication. He was 75 years old. His close group of friends, they said, were Sylvester Stallone, Tony Danza, and Robert Forrester. So that's an interesting group of people. And rest in peace to Native American guitarist, author, televangelist, music director, record producer, film composer, and former advisor of contemporary music at the Lithonia National Museum of American Indian, Steve Salas. He passed away at the age of 57. People know him for all the things he did in the world of music. Rest in peace to him. And that's... That is fortunately the sad news of all these people passing away. In college football news, they've announced that college football, until the new television deal is up, they're sticking with four teams. 
Aaron Rodgers officially is now not getting to uh, get engaged. That's interesting how you want to digest that. Cowboys have paid $2.4 million in this cheerleader issue. The NFL said they're not going to investigate it. See what you think there. Dante Fowler got cut. Darwin Thompson's going to Seattle. There's been a rest warrant out for Chris Lammons. And that where it's just like these, these football players can't, you know, get themselves to be better at people. Because he's supposedly guy who initiated the attack at a nightclub. So he's his thing is they're out for him. Harbaugh's on a five-year extension in Michigan. So that may put the fires out of him going professional. And uh, Bo Brinkley, the long snapper, and Ryan Winslow, the punter, are going to the Bears. Sam Madison is going to be the the cornerbacks coach for the Dolphins. And Old Jane Jeremiah Cologne is re-signed. Offensive lineman Jeremiah Cologne is re-signed two years with Carolina. Ejiro Evero is going to be the defensive coordinator in Denver. And Jim Bob Cooter, remember him with the, the Lions and he looked well with Stafford? Well, he's going to be working with the Jaguars, the pass game coordinator. Fullback, Jason Cabinia signed a two-year deal to stay with the Rams. Keenan McDaniel, the wide receiver, is going to Minnesota. It's going to be the wide receiver coach in Minnesota. Chris O'Hara is going to be the assistant quarterback coach in Minnesota. Mike Patton, remember him, the former coach and defensive coordinator? He's going to Minnesota to be the assistant head coach. He's a former defensive coordinator. Ed Donatel is going to be the defensive coordinator in Minnesota. And quarterback Frankie Linsmerton is going to Carolina. Malcolm Butler has been officially cut after he announced his retirement, even though he signed a two-year deal with the team he was on. And cornerback Dervian LeBlanc is going to the Raiders. Wide receiver River Kraft is going to Miami. Cornerback Karen Orr has got a two-year deal with the Rams. Fullback Jan Culver is going to the Finns. And Juan Castillo, the former Bears and Eagles coach, is going to Washington to be the tight ends coach. If you remember, if you remember Juan Castillo, a lot of people are like, "Wow, he goes from doing offensive line and doing defensive coordinator. He's done everything possible to be to be a uh, to be a coordinator. That he would go and do every type of coordinator position. That's just how valuable he has been to football. So yeah, now he's working for Washington." Tom Clemens is going to be the QB coach for Green Bay. That's a huge thing if you follow Aaron Rodgers' news and try to dissect. It's, it's his favorite coach. Offensive line in Jordan Marinus is going to the Vegas Raiders. Defensive end Parshawn Hale is going to Miami. And Wes Welker is leaving 49ers to be the same exact position as he was there with the wide receiver coach, but he's going to do that in Miami. Brandon Nugent is going to be offensive line coach for the Chargers. Brian Flores, who even though he's filing that suit, it's about him not being a he- about black people not being a head coach. It's not about them being coordinators. He's going to be a defensive assistant and like administrator person, like another head coach in the room to help out the Steelers. Which is a good thing because their defensive coordinator, you know, they got rid of them and they got to all start over with the the GM and um, yeah, this Keith Butler guy who just was just the guy who used to be there and the fact that they they let a lot a lot of people left the team so when Keith Butler left they replaced him with Terrell Austin so Keith Butler who's been there for a while left Terrell Austin's now in there having Brian Flores as another guy to help out with the defense is definitely something that's a very good idea there and uh, Angela Baker is now being offensive coach with the Giants joining Laura Young so the Giants have two women coaches 
Eric Weddle, after winning the Super Bowl, after coming out of retirement for a couple years, is going to go back into retirement to be a high school coach. Wes Phillips is going to be offensive coordinator for the Vikings, and the XFL and the NFL have worked as an agreement to to work together on rules and officiating and different initiatives and all these other things. Not as like a minor leagues, but like a way to test out different things, which baseball does with the Frontier League. So that's an interesting partnership because usually these things like XFL, USFL, the app, they're trying to take away from football. Ricardo Allen, the full, the longtime safety, he announced his retirement. You could say at least for Ricardo Allen is that he got to at least get to a Super Bowl with the Bengals this year after spending his whole entire career with the Falcons and having 11 career interceptions and 335 tackles. He only passed away, I mean, excuse me, retired at age of 30. But I, he's like, I, I finally hit the peak. I got to the Super Bowl, you know, a second time because I got there once with the Falcons and now I got there with the Bengals another time. And... Cole, Cody Burns is going to New Orleans to be the wide receiver coach. And cornerback Mark Markel Tell III has re-signed with the Colts. Mike Smith is going to be the offensive line coach for Minnesota. There's a lot of people named Mike Smith, but, you know, that's the sort of thing. Is that that's, that's the type of thing. It's a common name, but a lot of them happen to be with the Vikings as he's a former coach of the Packers. The Chiefs did cut, cut up the player Anthony Hillens because, of course, that's a lot of things that have been happening because of all the stuff. But they've released Anthony Hitchens. Matt Daniels is going to be a special team coordinator in Minnesota. Lions have re-signed Josh Woods. James Bether is going to be quarterback, cornerbacks coach with the Bengals because... That's a lot of things happening there. And then QB Christopher Trevor is going to the Dolphins. Josh Malone, the wide receiver, is going to Tennessee. And uh, tight end Chris Christy Mark is re-signed with the New York Giants. And Trent Taylor is re-signed as well, the wide receiver. Kicker Dominique Eberle is going to the Packers. And Brett Marr, the kicker he's been cut and Noah Dawkins is going to Chicago and and Kato June is going to be the quarterback's coach for the Colts and uh there's just a lot of the things that are happening in football right now are just the type of things of guys going from one team to another and uh that's where you're just like okay cool that's what I think. Former Bengals and Titans pass rusher Armani Bledsoe has been set at six games for for testing positive for PEDs. So that's that's the news there. Is that James Betcher? That's the official name of the guy who's going to the Bengals. We're going to basketball. Jonathan Kaminga was added to the rookie sophomore Rising Stars game, and I will say this. The idea of having a tournament where you make four teams and you get legends to coach the team, like, that's cool. Isaiah Thomas, Gary Payton, Rick Barry, James Worthy, whatever. You get all these Hall of Fame level guys to be the the coaches and stuff like that. That's where it's like, okay, cool. That's nice and dandy, and you want to also include the fact that you got yourself... G League and night players because you're trying to promote the fact that you have this minor league system where guys can play one year and then be eligible for the NBA draft. 
that is cool and dandy. And uh, the fact that Kaminza replaced Duarte and this Bones Highland guy replaced Davion Mitchell were the interesting things there. Lou Williams now has the most games off the bench, pinching Dell Curry with more than 985 games. DeMar DeRozan is like the only player besides Will Chamberlain now to have 35-plus points in seven straight games with a 50% field goal percentage. Josh Giddy had three straight triple-doubles, becoming the first, second, and third, and fourth youngest player to do that. Tristan Thompson has signed a deal with the Bulls after being traded to Indiana in that huge Sabonis trade. They bought him out, and the Bulls now have a real center to go to back up Vucevic. Bill Russell's getting a documentary on Netflix. That's going to be cool to watch. Greg Popovich now second most wins. Congratulations to Greg Popovich because he just made the list of all the, the, the all-time 15 greatest head coaches, and he just keeps passing up on the, the statistics as well. So congratulations to him. And um, the Allie Quigley and Vandershoot are officially both with the, back with the, the Chicago Sky. They got Kalia Copper back, the MVP of the finals, and they got Emma Wasserman. So in general... They're just re-fortifying how good this team is because that is just, wow. So, yeah, he's got himself over 1,300 career wins. So that's impressive for Greg Popovich. And Liz Cambage is going to L.A., so that's how taking an all-star to go there. And they had a Terrence Clark tribute at the Rising Star Games for the guy who passed away in college who was not going to be, who unfortunately didn't get a chance to go to the pros. Patrick Ewing has got an extension in his college. Congratulations to him. We're going to take a moment to say rest in peace to Kevin Durant's mother. He missed the Sunday All-Star game, obviously, because he was injured, but the ceremony because of that. Chris Paul won this Gigi and Kobe Bryant Agassi Award for how NBA players try to promote the WNBA, which is interesting. But Donovan Mitchell missed the game due to upper respiratory issues, so he didn't play, wasn't COVID-related, CP3, found out that he's going to be out for like six to eight weeks, but a thumb injury, and so he he played ceremoniously in the game. Steph Curry won the MVP of the All-Star game and had the most threes ever in the game, the most and a half. LeBron James, every time they've done this format, he has the most wins as they just won 163 to 160. Goran Dragic is now going to the Nets, which helps them out. Because you never know what's going to happen with Kyrie Irving. So him and Patty Mills are a good combination. Juwan Howard, based on the altercation that happened in college basketball this past week, he's suspended for the rest of the regular season. Drew Ebanks is going to Portland. Javon Carter is going to the Bucks. Boogie signing a remaining contract to stay the rest of the season with the Nuggets. Willie Cauley-Stein is going to the Sisters. And, Jer- and Jeremy Pargo, the brother of Gennaro Pargo, signing the Winnie City Bulls, which is interesting because he his brother played for the Bulls for a long time. Now... Cade Cunningham won the Rising Stars MVP. Obi Toppin won the slam dunk contest. And Carl Anthony Towns won the three-point shootout. And in the skills competition, it went to Team Cleveland. And the celebrity game was an interesting game because they had a person from Peloton instructor be in the game. And he won MVP of the game. So it was interesting there because as I'm looking at the... As the celebrity game is something I haven't been watching that long because because for him because for me when it's Friday nights and you are unable to watch everything because it's Friday nights and you can only record certain things but Team Walton won Bill Walton's team won the game and they had themselves 
They had themselves Machine Gun Kelly, WNBA player Derek Hambry. They had Kareem Hunt. They had Quavo. They had this the Peloton instructor, you know, Alex Toussaint. This Matt James from The Bachelor had a pretty good game, and so did Jimmy Allen, the singer-songwriter. While Team Neek had the mayor of Cleveland, Kane Brown, Miles Garrett, Booby Gibson, who I didn't see once play, Tiffany Haddish, who barely played, Jack Harlow. They had a female gold trotter and Carissa Jackson. And some of the highlights, I think, best were this Gina Marco, Tembrari, the Olympic high jumper, slamming dunks, and putting and getting all these rebounds. So it was exciting. But this is what my takeaway was. They had a four-point shooting contest where they had Aniston Verjao and Miles Garrett, the guys I don't want shooting three. Then they had some other competition with like a, a relay race, like a skill stripper thing. To start off the second half was who would have a five on four advantage with one player in the penalty box. And Team Neek won that one, while Team Walton won the four-point shot by one more. Making skills competition on a celebrity game is not what we want to see. Yes, some of them are WNBA players or former NBA players, but nobody want to watch them doing a skills competition, which I was just like, yeah, that I didn't like. Same thing with the Rising Stars. They had some sort of skills competition where they're like, let's re- recreate the 75 greatest moments in NBA history, like a hook shot, a certain three, a half-court shot, all these different shots. And they had like different groups go out there. The G League Unite team go out there and take shots. They had a couple other groups go out there. And obviously Tyrese Hilburton and Desmond Bain, who are good shooters, won that sort of competition. But I'm like, I, if I want to watch this compi- uh, skills competition, I'll watch the actual... NBA skills competition on Saturday night. The Celebrity Game and the Rising Stars Game doesn't need that. I didn't like the Rising Stars Game leaving the rookie-sophomore format because I started doing a fantasy draft. But when it became Team USA versus Team World, that thought it was cool. This became more competitive because it was a tournament where you played you played till 50 and out of NBA. And then you played for 25 in the second one to equal 75. I'm like, cool. That's nice and dandy. I thought Team Payton would win because they had LaMelo Ball, Scotty Barnes, Ayo DeSumo, Jaden McDaniels, and Jonathan Gaminga. I think if they were able to have Davion Mitchell and Chris Duarte, maybe they would have won. It's, that's nothing on Kaminga or Highland, but I just was like, yeah. And then Team Barry's team that won it had Kate Cunningham, Evan Mobley, Isaac Okoro, Franz Wagner, and this Alperin Sangin and Deshaun Tate. Who wanted to, well, yeah, that's the sort of thing. Team Isaiah had Precious Ashura, Desmond Bain, Sadiq Bay, Anthony Edwards, Tyrese Halliburton. Not a bad team. Jeans Worthy had Cole Anthony, Josh Giddy, Jalen Green, Tyrese Maxey, and Jalen Sucks. Because there was a shacked moment with Maxey and Scotty Barnes just not even being able to make like two foot baskets. So that's at least some entertainment value. I don't know if they're going to keep the same format because they're they want to honor 75 years. Well, next year, what are you going to do? Do it again, play to 50 and, and one game and then 25 and get these legendary coaches who are pretty busy because Rick Barry, Isaiah Thomas, coach in the G League. I mean, Isaiah Thomas, Gary Payton, coach in the G League. James Worthy works for the Lakers. Isaiah Thomas works NBA TV. So you can get some of those guys. But I'm just like, yeah, I don't really know if I would keep that format. I go back for Team USA versus World because that's always fun. And they used to do like just two halves, which was better. And then the skills competition was really confusing because they're like, we're going to have a team cast which was two big men. Jared Allen, who made the alter team. Darius Garland, the point guard, who made the alter team. And Evan Mobley in the Rising Stars game. Then you had Giannis and his brother Alex and Sanathis, because the other brothers overseas, that, like, let's do that. But, again, these guys are not great shooters. And Scotty Barnes and Josh Giddy aren't great shooters. And Cunningham is more of a scorer. So they had this sort of thing where it's like, we're going to do a bunch of shooting drills. Really confusing to explain the rules. It was long-winded. It took a long time. 
And I'm like, if they're trying to make up for the fact that they they have they have all this time and they need to put something in there, you don't need to like take the skills competition, which is timed or versus where you have to dribble and pass and shoot layups and three-point shots and even a half-court shot to end it whatever and go around in a circle like that's that's what a skills competition is i don't understand where you have first round where it's super confusing and you got all the shooting on different spots of the floor and they're worth each different points and everybody go blah 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 blah. it was confusing then you get yourself like a passing drill where these things are moving and you can't repeat them and they're all worth different points that I thought was pretty stupid because that's where you're just like, what the hell is going on? And you're just confused because you're just like, why? And then the next thing was like, okay, so then we have like half-court shot and we have... Then they finally had, before the half-court shot, they had another round where it was like a relay thing. Where you have to go around the cones and the, do the passes and do the shots. And it's a relay, so once you're done, the next person goes. Like That should have been it. You should have had... Just that relay thing where you go back to having a certain amount of players, 6 to 8 to 10, and you either face them off against each other or two at the best time, which is what it was when, like, Steve Nash, Derrick Rose, Dwayne Wade, Jason Kidd, even when you had a big guy like Sabonis win it before. Like, that was when it was interesting. Making teams where half the people on each team can't shoot the ball and having rounds worth points if they're not really going to be mad or anything if you're just going to all go to the last round anyway and have different shooting spots, and having a half-court competition, and then having a passing separate from the relay race is stupid, because the Team Cavaliers won that, but that's just, it was just like, come on. And the thing is, based on what it was when some of these things are timed, whoever did it at one time, you have to beat his time, and once you didn't beat his time, you couldn't even complete the thing, which was pretty stupid, and I'm just like, okay, what is going on? Like, this is where I don't understand, where if you have something good, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. The skills competition has always been fine the way it was. No matter if it's versus or timed, and they add different shots in there, okay? Taking a shooting competition and a half-court shot is not really skills competition. And half the guys in this competition, I told you, can't shoot. Giannis' brothers are not the world's greatest shooter. The Cavaliers had two big men, and the team rookies were Giddy and Barnes, who are not great shooters. That's the thing. There used to be a thing called the Shooting Stars competition they had for like a decade. And they got rid of it like six plus years ago. It was you take an WNBA player, an NBA, a current NBA player, and sometimes they took a rookie sophomore, they took an all-star, and they took like a former player who happened to be there that weekend or works for the network. It was something. And you had different spots on the floor, and each of them had to shoot it, and it was a timed thing. And there was always a half-court shot, three-point shot, like free throw near the basket. Like, that was fun. Like, Chris Bosch's team won it all the time, and there were some things. But there were plenty of WNBA players who were there that weekend, like De'Erica Hambry and Michaela McBride. You could have taken a couple WNBA players and them do it. You take a mixture of Rising Stars players and guys who were there for the competition, and they be in it. And then because NBA 75, it would have been the perfect opportunity to ask guys like Ray Allen, Jason Kidd, Steve Nash, Dirk Nowitzki, Reggie Miller, just get guys who can shoot the ball. Like guys who are good at shooting, have them shoot. Having like guys who don't shoot, that would it's really dumb. But like that would have been a cool thing to do. But nope, they didn't do that. They made the the, the soft the, the skills competition weird. Then the three point shootout. I said to myself that Luke Kennard has a good chance of winning this because he's a good role player. But I was like, if he doesn't win it, which he didn't, because he wants the final round against Trey Young, who's the Steph Curry right now. That it would be Anthony Towns, Carl Anthony Towns, because he had to jump. And I was right. Because Patty Mills, great three-point shooter. CJ McCollum, he's done this before. Just got traded to a new team. I can't blame him for not winning it. Desmond Bain is a rising star. Can't blame him. Fred Van Fleet, 
Credulous to being an all-star, but he's not the world's greatest three-point shooter. Zach Levine has battling injuries. Scam dunk contest. Obi Toppin won in the final round over Juan Tenasco Anderson over Jalen Green and Cole Anthony. I was like, if the guards don't win it, it's going to be Obi Toppin who was in it before, and I was right. Cole Anthony had a few dunks like dunking in Timberland boots with his father's jersey with his father handing the ball. Juan Tenasco Anderson put on a, you know, Jason Richardson jersey. And they had and the Jalen Green put on like a throwback jersey. But here's the thing. Problem was, after the Birdman thing, they are like, it could no longer be this many attempts. Sometimes it was timed, whatever it was. They have way too many attempts. And here's the thing. Just because they don't touch the, the rim or the backboard or whatever it is, and they touch the net or they lose the ball, they kept missing these dunks. And because they kept missing them, when they finally did it, all the anticipation was gone. So that's how, like, Jalen Green and Cole Anthony didn't really get too far, and they may be better dunkers. And that's how Obi Toppin won, because he was actually competing the dunks. Even if they were the most spectacular, he's a 6'10", 11 dude, so it's hard for him to jump up that high and dunk. So that sort of thing is like that's where he made the thing. So that was that was the uh, that was the reason. If you that how Obi Toppin won it because he's actually completing his dunks. Okay. And then the All Star game, just as I mentioned, Steph Curry went off. He had a great thing. It was pretty good. The whole Elam score thingy where each quarter is different. You're playing for charities and it makes it look better. That's cool. But I still wish they would do that Team USA vs. World with that scoring format because that would be cool to see Team USA vs. World. And then, of course, in the fourth quarter, they have to play to a target score. That's 24 more points than whatever. So, And they made a whole new trophy for Kobe Bryant and all this other stuff. So that was fine. When it comes to the NBA All-Star Weekend, it's way better than the other sports because it has got two things Friday night got multiple things throughout the Saturday, like they did an ultimate draft at NBA 75. They do documentaries sometimes. They do real in-depth interviews. They used to play a game of horse. The thing I don't like is because they didn't. They were looking to build to fill time. They did Steph Curry and his wife, who's famous, and Two Chains and his wife, like a who knows your couple better thing. That's when me and my friend turned it off. Then they had a hip hop performance where Mary J. Blige just the Super Bowl was again performing here with a bunch of rappers and DJ Khaled. That was not interesting. The halftime show where they at the NBA All-Star game where they announced NBA 75 for Scottie Pippen and Steve Nash and a few other guys were not there. Bill Russell, I can understand because of age. Larry Bird didn't show up. They're just certain, and Carl Malone. But certain guys because of age and the, the world of COVID, they couldn't travel. That's fine. Guys who are like in their 40s and 50s, I still don't know why they didn't travel just to be there. That sort of thing. So some of them were on video, some of them weren't. They went forwards, and they went centers, and they went guards. And, of course, the last person announced was Michael Jordan because he's the greatest player ever. And then it ended with Earth, Wind, and Fire thing, Shining Star, one song. I wish they let him do, like, a whole set of, you know, sing a song, or uh, September, Boogie Wonderland, a bunch of other, other other songs. But that was way better than what they did Saturday night. It was way better than the NFL halftime show because it was, like, cool – Way to just end it with the 75 greatest players. So that, that the reason why that's the best weekend is because NHL got rid of Rising Star. Even though NHL set, uh, skills is moved to Friday night, the fact that they act, their skills competition is better because you got accuracy shooting, you got breakaway, was like a slam dunk thing, you got shootouts, you got goalie stopping thing, you got passing drills, you got accuracy shooting of like hitting targets. They had two Vegas things where you have say 21 with the with the cards. Bellagio found hitting him into little things in there and in an order and having women hockey player on there was all these different skills competition was great because they're actually showing off the skills, you know, fastest skater, slap shot, like that sort of things where the NHL knows what they're doing. At least the skills competition, they don't do in the All-Star game. 
They fixed it a while ago. They went from, let's take each division, tournament style, then the winner plays each other, and it's three on three. That has been more exciting. Hasn't been these blowouts like it used to be back in the day. And the Gladiathon versus Outdoor Network, because ESPN had it this year and ABC and stuff, so it was pretty good to watch it. And the NFL, no, no, people watch the Pro Bowl, but nobody really cares about the Pro Bowl. And that's the sort of thing where it's like, okay, cool. I don't really care about the Pro Bowl, but people still watch it. They decided like three to five years ago to get the uh, skills competition where they had like kicking, doing something, different quarterback throws and accuracy, defensive players trying to stop the pass, wide, different wide receiver things, different showman things, different. They used to have a relay race that had everybody. They did a 40 yard dash. And then they always do dodgeball, which is fun. So. They fixed it where they added another thing. I wish they had a second day of different, you know, activities. That would have been cool. Rookie sophomore game, something like that. And then baseball. I love baseball. But having the World Features game on Sunday, celebrity softball, which ESPN always skips innings or and stuff. When I just want to see the whole thing. Because if you're going to show the whole NBA celebrity game and that's a bunch of junk, show at least the whole celebrity softball game. Then you just have the Home Run Derby and the All-Star Game. The All-Star Game is probably the best All-Star Game because it used to mean something. It's always been fun before interleagues. You can see the other players and stuff. And the Home Run Derby used to be fun. Pre-steroids, during steroids, post-steroids, not as much. But that's where the thing is how NBA has something all weekend long. That's how they're the best, even if the slam dunk contest and the skills weren't that great this year. The Riding Stars was a tournament and people didn't like it. And people don't like the scoring of the NBA All-Star Game. It's because the NBA is actually trying to have something interesting all, all weekend. In hockey history, Seattle Kraken broadcasting duo made history as the first all-TV black crew with JT Brown and Everett Fitzburg becoming the first all-black duo in history when they call the Kraken's game. That's cool. NBA announced the Hall of Fame, and one of my all-time favorite players, Manu Ginobili, was announced to the team. That's where I'm like, that's cool. Then they had Lindsey Whalen, who should already be in the NBA Hall of Fame, and they have a referee, Hugh Evans. They got Michael Cooper, who's a great defensive player. They had Tim Hardaway, should have been there for a while. Then they have Marquise Johnson. Then they have Bob Huggins. Then they got George Carlos, should already be in the Hall of Fame. And Lita Andrews. And it's just like a lot of these people that are on this are on here. You're just like Swin Cash should be in there. And you're just like, okay, cool. There's a lot of guys that are voted that are on the finalist that should be in there. But there are guys who played in the, let's say, between 1960 and 2000, that 40-year period that should already be in there. People who are coached and retired should already be in there. So I love Manu Ginobili and some of these other guys, but let the guys who already should have already been in there to start with be in there, like Tim Hardaway Jr. But Monty Jones announced he's got his new show called Game Theory and HBO. Again, another guy going to a company I don't have access to. Cassie Hubbard signed extension to stay at ESPN, the Evanston native. This weekend, got to do a bunch of basketball stuff for ESPN, so that's cool for her. Mike Gold is doing a DraftKings podcast with this woman named Jessica Smanetta. Dick Vitale has been released in the hospital, which is great news. Clap there. The Calgary Flames won 10 straight, but they had a seven-game sweep of a homestand. They're the first team ever to do that. So Daniel Chara now tied Chris Chelles for the most games ever played as defenseman, solidifying his Hall of Fame status. So Daniel Chara, Sidney Crosby scored his 500th career goal. And Blackhawks made a stupid mistake by telling Bobby Hull you're no longer an ambassador for the team. That is really stupid. And in quick baseball news, Juan Soto turned on this huge $350 million deal. You're like, wow, why would anybody do that? And uh, Matt Harvey 
was told to come to the stand to speak on the Tyler Skaggs issue where Anthony Kay was is found guilty. He's going to serve a long prison sentence that Matt Harvey and the other players who were brought in, he wouldn't have done this. They took cocaine when he's with the Mets and all this other drug stuff, and he may have been an influence on Tyler Skaggs, so there's a possible suspension, so that's interesting. And uh, Oliver Perez said, after he pitches this year in the Mexican League because he doesn't know when Major League Baseball is going to happen and he's not going to just pitch in the minor leagues, he's going to announce his retirement. It went from being a marginal pitcher with the Pirates and Mets to having a long-standing career as a relief pitcher. Speaking of the Mets, they had they hired four major leaguer Danny Barnes to the staff, essentially ending his major league career. Frank Herman has joined the Blue Jays' front office, ending his career. With the lockout still going, March 5th is the new target of spring training date. The Yankees have decided to retire Paul O'Neill's number 21 on the 21st later this year. I don't know if he's a Hall of Famer with the status of all the other Yankees players to retire, but hey, they're the team that retires a lot of numbers. Go right ahead. Jake Elmore, the former utility player who briefly played for the Chicago White Sox locally, has announced he's joining the, the minor league staff of one of the Phillies minor league staffs. So, so his career is over. And if you check out my baseball video, which I do on YouTube every week on the radar, where I do movie reviews and observations and MLB, I talked about Ryan Zimmerman, Mr. National, the number one pick, the guy who was a two-way player but injuries ruined his career at third base, so he moved to left field, then moved to first base, was an all-star, got it, win a gold glove, got a, had a gold, has a gold medal on his resume, and he finally got the World Series of the National in 2019. He retired at the age of 37. I don't blame him. With the Universal DH, I was like, man, he could still be the DH for this team because that's what players in the late 30s can do for teams. Because he finished with 1,800 hits, 284 runs, and 1,000 RBIs. Just imagine if he didn't have all those injuries and, you know, when he got to the age of like 32, 33, where he started declining, yeah, let's move him over to first base, that he probably would have more than 300 home runs, more than 1,200 RBIs, and probably would have more than 2,000 hits. And you could say, wow, that's pretty close to being a Hall of Famer. But happy trails to Mr. National Ryan Zimmerman and uh, on a great long career. Injuries kind of ruined it. His contemporary... David Wright also had injuries that ruined his career, didn't make a position change, but still, that was, you know, sad to see a guy never live up to his potential. And I didn't really talk about the uh, the uh, Olympics and things like that because not due to running out of time on podcasts, but not really that interesting, that the medal count was Norway at 16, Germany at 12, United States got eight along with Sweden and the Netherlands, and United probably China got nine. Then if you look at it, then you go look at the that the Netherlands also had eight, Austria, Switzerland has seven, and uh, France had five, Canada has four, Japan has three, Italy has two. So yeah, that was just the medal count. At least the United States were tied for fourth place. That's, that's pretty interesting. The reason why they're in fourth place and not fifth is because they had ten silver medals and seven bronze for a total of 25. So that's the Olympic count there. Quickly, entertainment news. Paul Reiser is joining Hulu's reboot, a show called Reboot. That's interesting. Mr. Freeman, Broken 99 is going to be in this blockbuster film video show on Netflix called Blockbuster. So that's cool to do in that. Quentin Tarantino is going to be a narrator for this Showtime show, Super Pump. That's interesting. Kate Bosworth and Ron Perlman are going to be in something called Carrier. Interesting people is there. Katie Fang is going to be the Weekend MSC thing. And this, and, uh, HBO show File has been canceled. Kate McKinnon's going to join Barbie, so just leave SNL already. 
this Nina Jarver and Carol Lamar are going to go into the shy. And um, John Cena is going to be in this Wile E. Coyote movie, so that's interesting. Fargo was renewed for season five. Pave was renewed for season three. Com- Dave was renewed to Comedy Central for season three. Atlanta, which is coming back with season four after a long hiatus, announced that it's going to five fifth season is going to be its last because they're they're getting two years there. Stranger Things got renewed for their final and last season five. Luke's Cage and all the other. I mean, excuse me. His name is Luca Lucas Gage, not Luke Cage. Luca Gage is joining the show You on Netflix. Mrs. Maisel's going to get the final season, which is the fifth. That's their final last season. Olivia Coleman's joined this thing called Great Expectations. Stephanie Beecher's of SNL and Paul's Wesley are joining History of History of Yule. So of Yule. So that's interesting how we get Melissa Fumero on one end, and you got Stephanie Beatrice also of of Brooklyn Nine-Nine fame joining new projects. History of Evil. I'm sorry, I can't read anything ever. And um. Rockman Dunbar is suing Disney for the whole religious purpose of him not being vaccinated, how they wrote him out of the show. And um, Walter Goggins is joining this thing called Fallout based on the video game for Amazon. They're going to make a live-action version of Zero, this DC Comics character, by 50 Cent's doing that. Tales of the King and uh, it's going to be this anthology series. That they're ordering a new Walking Dead show for those who are interested. Olivia Munn's going to potentially be one of the people in there. Karen Robinson and Mike Mosley are going to the show Missing on Peacock. Melissa Benioff of Supergirl. It could potentially be in this HBO show Girls on a Bus. Kelsey Drammer's going to Jesus Revolution. Whatever that is. Because Hina Jeffries being added to the Billions cast. It's nice to see her on the show Snowpiercer after they wrongfully canceled Timeless. So it's good she's in something else. Ashley... Reyes is joining Walker as his new partner. As I mentioned, the show is one of the most average. Obviously, they didn't prepare for his partner, where they introduced her mother, her fake mother, her fiancé, her ex-fiancé, and all this other baggage from her life and making her an important character to the show. They didn't think she was going to leave the show in season two. One thing, she left in like season four, season three, season five. But so they've had to now, they have a new replacement on the show. Another Life was canceled at Netflix. And Addison Rae is joining this Fashionita show. Bill Murray is joining this Aziz Ansari's product where he's writing and producing and directing and starring in it. Frank Grillo is joining this thing called Manson. Emily Rossum is joining The Crowded Room. And Juliana Carvinet from Arrow is joining this new version of L.A. Law. Supposedly, everything is coming back. Law and Order is back. They have an L.A. Law thing. I just, again, all these things are just way too many... Um, Remakes and reboots, and that nobody cares about. Justin Bieber and the Queen of England both have COVID. No, they are not hanging out with each other, but the both of them announced that they both have COVID. So one is canceling some concerts, and one's not doing anything. And uh, yes, and For more entertainment news that I did not get to, that will be something that I will cover next week because, again, I can't read everything. But, yeah, DC News Peacemaker was renewed for Season 2. And um, the show on HBO and Mass called File was canceled as well. And um, as I'm going to mention this, is that with the Olympics over now, there's going to be some 
new show. So All American Spinoff just debuted this week. NBC's first new show in the one-hour demographic of the spring, because we're getting close to March, is also called Endgame, which debuted this week. I'm still unsure what NBC's doing Sunday nights with Olympics and football behind them, what they're going to do for three hours. I don't know if they're going to put one, two, or three shows. I don't even know if they have enough shows, because Tuesdays they're letting This Is Us end, and they're letting and New Amsterdam's current season. They have another competition show Monday nights, which leads into the new show Endgame, and it looks like American Auto and Grand Crew, as however many episodes they're going to have, they're going to be Tuesday nights. I don't know where the the current the new seasons of Young Rock and Mr. Mayor are going to be, because they can throw those Sunday night because they just rush Keenan out of the way on Monday nights for some reason. And we all know Wednesday nights is Chicago night, and as I mentioned, Law and Order is back. So Law and Order, Law and Order Organized Crime, and Law and Order SVU are on Thursday nights, and Blacklist and Dateline, or Nightline, excuse me, are on, Dateline, whatever, are on Friday nights, and Saturday nights are SNL. So the only possible places for new shows are definitely Sunday night. That's that's what NBC is doing when it comes to all these different things. But for fans of Stranger Things, Miss, Miss Maslow and Miss Maisel and some of these other shows where they announced it's their final and last season... For those who are fans of the shows, I'm sorry that your show is like ending, but five years is a long time. Five seasons is a long time in this day and age of how shows are being canceled right and left. But rest in peace to every single person who passed away. Happy trails to the people in football and baseball who specifically retired from their sports and are moving on. That was actually a good NBA All-Star weekend, but it's still going to be better than baseball's week week. Two days and NHL All-Star Weekend in football. But again, NHL All-Star game and the skills competition, they're second. Baseball's All-Star game is still going to be number one. Hockey's All-Star game is definitely now proven that it's better than the NBA All-Star game. We all know the Pro Bowl is the worst All-Star game. And they also are going to be better than baseball in terms of skills competition because baseball doesn't have a skills competition. The NBA Hall of Famers who are announced. Congratulations to those who were announced for the finalists for the Hall of Fame. And, yeah, and as always, on the RadarMedia.com, on the Radar Entertainment blog, which is Facebook, Radar442 at a blogger. You can get all my articles and everything else. Follow me on Twitter, Radar4428, on the Radar YouTube channel for baseball and movies. And download this podcast wherever you get, a, like, Google, Apple, Spotify, whatever. Thanks for listening to episode 122. As always, talk about local national sports. Again, these last few episodes have gone a little bit over because there's been so much happening in the world of sports and entertainment. Thanks for listening to episode 122. I'm Radar. See you guys next time.